Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you. Greg, how's it going? I am in an extra good mood today. Is that because you played golf? Did you did you go and and, and hit balls? With the, you were going to go do that with your daughter, right? I did. And oh, that's beautiful. one of the best things that the two of us do is we love going out to the range or the course and playing golf together. And today we went to the range and it was OK. So this is really interesting. Like I, I would tell her like how to improve her swing, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Right. And I said, you know what? Give me your phone real quick. And I, I recorded her and did a little video of her oh. in fast motion first. And then we watched it together and I pointed out, okay, look, look here, your right elbow is getting a little too far away. Oh, okay. I don't want to get too, too technical here. Otherwise it's going to turn into a golf show. Right. <laughs> but then we did it in slow motion and uh, we broke right. it down kind of frame by frame and wow. she totally saw it. She like the light bulb went off in her head. Nice. She saw it in her brain. She goes, ah, oh, that's what you're trying to say to me. And I go, yeah, that, you, you see it now? And he goes, yes. And immediately she took that visual recognition of where her swing was and and she corrected it. Like her very next swing, she corrected nice. the problem. Nice. I, yeah. I, I should probably start doing that. <laughs> I can't. I, well, I have to, you have to have somebody to tell you what you're doing wrong. Otherwise, you're looking at what you're doing wrong and go, why is this wrong? Right? I don't this know. True. It's just yeah. not going where you want it to go. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I have recently, I did that same thing actually recently for a, a presentation that I did. I wasn't sure like, ah, is this going to be good? Is this going to be bad? Like, how is it? I recorded the whole thing. And then afterward, well, it pretty much just deleted it because I wasn't happy with the presentation. But <laughs> it, I think it's a great way to, to you know, look at these things afterwards and kind of, you know, Monday morning quarterback yourself a little bit or look at the tape and see like, okay, is this good? Is this bad? So it's uh, it's kind of cool. Maybe maybe I do need to do that for my my golf swing. Well, I can tell you from firsthand experience today, it worked with my daughter. Okay, so is that why you're in the good mood today? You got to go play yes, golf. Yes, because yeah, we like accomplished. We felt good. We both walked away going, "We're going back tomorrow. We're going to hit more balls tomorrow and work on it even more." It got her really motivated. Nice to you know go back. Yeah, nice. I I thought you would be in a good mood not just because of that, but because. I get to talk about improv and and you get excited when I get to talk about improv. And that's part of what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Cause right. I don't know how many times have I mentioned improv on this show? You think? Well, we've Has done there been what, an episode 50? where I haven't. Well, that's what I was going to say. We've done 52 shows. So I'm thinking at least 52 times. At yeah, least. Well, it's amazing how much improv comes into life. Uh, I actually, uh, the, the, the Memorial day weekend uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, I woke up on Friday, right. And I'm like, Oh, you know, it's Friday. What what day is it? I'm just, you know, is it Friday? Is it Wednesday? What day is it? I was actually a little bummed out that it was a Friday before a three-day weekend because it wasn't Wednesday night. And that's Wednesday night is when I go do improv. So I was actually uh. like bummed because I, I was thinking, oh, maybe it's Wednesday. Nope, nope, it's not. But today we have a very special guest. We have he's he's not only my improv um coach, professor. I'm gonna go with professor, doctor, I don't know. Uh, he'll, he'll be one of these, but uh, he he teaches me improv, and he's the one that, that that puts the whole class together. But he also does something else, and we'll get into that. But first of all, Drew Drew Mayer, thank you for joining us today. Improv Marin, by the way, is the company. I got to throw that out there. Drew, thanks for joining us. <laughs> uh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks, thanks for us and Greg. Yeah, yeah. Uh, looking so, forward to it. Okay, improv is not like what you're doing during the day. You're actually 
doing something else, a, a, a visual uh, graphic design. Like, how do you describe this? How do you describe what you do for these companies? There are a few different names for it, but I, I like to, I refer to it as visual practice. Uh, there can be graphic facilitation, uh, graphic recording. These are all words in the in the biz. Okay. Uh, most of what I do is graphic recording, and um, that's where I, I put up a large sheet of paper, maybe four by eight feet on a board, oh, wow. and, uh, and I, I sit with, with pens and, and some other art supplies, and I listen to meetings or listen to speakers and, and try to visually capture the, the, the essence of, of the content. And now, how is, much do you oh, get involved right. into the conversation? Like you're listening to it, you're, <laughs> you're documenting, you're doing all these things. Like, uh, do you start asking questions for clarification or what's your involvement right. in the, in the meeting? <laughs> it's funny. So initially w- when I started doing this, I was very shy. Like I, 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 I mean, some of it was when I started out, I, I didn't, I didn't necessarily understand the content, which is kind of a cool thing about this practice is you don't actually have to be an expert in what you're capturing to capture it. Um, but, but after many years of doing this, not only have I feel like I have a crash course in, in marketing and, and business uh, just from, from being in all these high level meetings that I'm in. Um, but I also just feel more comfortable, you know, they want me to capture the session. The, the people are interested in me capturing content. And so for me to ask a question, it just feels like I'm, I'm doing it in service of, of what they've asked me to do. Right, right. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was actually going to ask the same question. You stole my question there, right? Uh, <laughs> so you, you do this for big companies. Um, is this something where, you know, like yeah. in a meeting, right? Like you, you do see people kind of just doodling and, and whatnot. Like they're, they're kind of like just not listening and, and they're doodling. You're actually like, I've seen some of your work that you've put together and it's, it's amazing. Like it, these, these, like these are pieces of art that you can put up. What is the, the, like, what are you trying to get or what are they trying to get out of this when they're putting all of this together? Are they just trying right. to see all of the ideas right. or well, what are they trying to capture exactly? Right. Well, first I have to push back on your, you see people just doodling comments. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I, I think, I think that, that, um, that doodling during a, a meeting or do during a, a talk uh, I think it can be really helpful. I, I think sometimes it occupies a part of your brain. It can put you in a bit of a hypnotic state so that things can flow more easily. Uh, you know, often I think doodling can be related to what you're hearing. Um, so I, I'm a big advocate for, you know, doodle during meetings, <laughs> you know, whether nice. you feel like you're doodling, <laughs> your doodling is, is related to, to the content, like note taking doodling. But also just doodling. I think it, it can it can calm you and kind of put you in a trance that that may mm-hmm. make you uh, absorb more content. Uh, yeah, but, and then but, your other question. Yeah, what you're <laughs> oh, yeah, doing though, ahead. it's 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 an art. I mean, like it, it's sure it's, it's amazing these things that you're doing. Right, right. Yeah, I uh, like I said, I encourage people <clears throat> to I encourage people to to take visual notes. Uh, it's not about aesthetics. You know, if you just draw a stick figure, if you just draw a box and label it, you know, you're, you're starting to access some of the benefits of visual thinking. Um, but, but for me, you know, I, I, um, 
I add aesthetics to it because uh, I'm, you know, I'm getting paid to do this, and and, uh, and, it, and it's fun, and and it, I enjoy I enjoy that, and so um, so why do people hire me? Uh, one, yeah, I'll, I'll just kind of list off a bunch of things. Uh, often these are really high level executives in these meetings; they're mm-hmm. really busy, and so the hosts of of a meeting, if it's a series of talks. Or if it's you know meetings around a specific initiative, usually it's pretty intense. The day is pretty packed because they want to to be really efficient with with uh, the participants' time. And so what happens is you you kind of get a fire hose of information. It, it's things move really very quickly. And so I think one of the the benefits of, for you know having me capture a meeting is afterwards maybe when things are kind of settled down you can go back and, and review some of the moments that maybe went really quickly. Uh, I would say even within the, during the session, sometimes you start off with goals, you know, here's what we want to have by the end of the day. And, and then, then you kind of dive in and, and your, uh, you know, things get, get, uh, crazy, you know, the idea, ideation happens. Uh, it can be nice to have a visual anchor in the room of, mm-hmm. hey, wait, what did we start off the day, you know, wanting? Where where did we all start? Um, and so often in these sessions, you know, on breaks and and at at, at lunch, for example, uh, you know, people will will gather around what I've what I've captured uh, to to just kind of review and comment. Sometimes correct my uh, my spelling mistakes. I'm pretty good at spelling, <laughs> but uh, but I also I'm also working names? really fast. <laughs> right. Uh, and then even like even the like uh, sometimes a speaker will come in and they're not there for the whole day and, and they may want to get an idea of you know reading the room what what's been happening and and so often uh, they'll come and and in the moments before they're on they'll be looking at what I captured to try to get up to speed. I would think that when you're kind of after a session, like maybe you're breaking for lunch and people are looking at it and you have a chance to kind of look at it, do you ever get to some of the key stakeholders during that break and say, you know what, I don't want to interrupt where you guys are going, but, you know, did you think about this or, you know, could you expand on this because um, it looked like you're going a certain direction and you're really moving forward and then somebody kind of distracted you and got took a right hand turn somewhere and if you follow through, do you, do you ever have that type of involvement to help them facilitate and, right. and follow through with an idea? It depends on my relationship with the client. There, there's some clients who uh, who maybe trust my experience and 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 maybe know me, know that maybe I have I have more to offer. Uh, and then there's other clients that that maybe see me as a glorified note taker, uh, you know. Uh, I would say mo- most of my clients understand that that in order for me to do what I do, I, I'm I'm pretty immersed in the content, and I and I I can provide an outside perspective. Uh, but it's also like it's not about me, uh, so <laughs> I, it's not something I you know I expect. Uh, um, yeah, the and, the point and, uh, the point yeah. that I thought of when you were kind of talking yeah. about that. Is I know for myself when I'm in meetings, sometimes you know you kind of you kind of expect people to know what you're thinking and stuff, right? But when there's an outsider listening to you and listening to the conversation of your team, sometimes it's really enlightening to hear their feedback because they go, you know what? 
maybe the public won't understand where you're going with this because mm. I don't understand where you're going with this, right? And sure. having that feedback sometimes will help me go, you know, you're right. We're, right. we're talking right. a different language. We got to talk the public's language. We got to talk our client's language, you know, whoever our audience is. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. having that new face, new eyes, new ears, hearing all this, then you visualizing it, you have a, a yeah. really unique point of view that could be really useful for people. Well, well, Greg, you're you're kind of my ideal participant because because that's <laughs> uh, because the the times that I have these kinds of conversations that that you know you're talking about, it's usually initiated by a client. You know, I'm I'm working for some huge, big tech companies. And, and these are people with a lot of status and a lot of, I mean, a lot of experience, you know, I, I'm in a weird position because I, I've captured so many of these sessions. I feel like I do have some, some insights, but, but there's kind of no reason for them to know that too. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think the times it comes up are maybe on the breaks where, where I'm just standing there and maybe they're asking me about something or they're having a conversation that's a time where I strategically might chime in if, if I felt something urgent, if I felt like, oh, I really think they should know this. Um, but I, I never want to overstep. <laughs> yeah. That's sure. Uh, I would imagine too, you're, you're yeah. probably under some pretty heavy non-disclosures because you're in these high level meetings. There's things that you can't disclose anywhere else. Uh, or, you know, like you don't want to, if you're at one tech company and then you go to the competitor tech company, you can't, say something. So <laughs> there's got to be that little thought, I guess, inside your head as well. Right. You or know, now I just, really no, I just totally frightened cl- you, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no, wait a minute. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, no, that's usually made made very clear, you know, at, at yeah, the outset. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and it's going to just depend. There's There's some sessions that are um, like I've like I've captured some sessions for Google News, uh, and and those at least one of them was a little more public facing, you know, and so uh, mm. you know, and I've I've captured talks for Mozilla, um, and you know, and I always check with the client, um, you know, un- unless it's, I mean, sometimes they they are public events, <laughs> you know, right, um, but. Um, so it's, it's all, yeah, it's all over the, it's all over the map. Um, and then sometimes it's like after, after a year, you know, it doesn't matter. It's kind of the, right. the, the, yeah, yeah. uh, I mean, I still, I still check with, with, with clients. Um, just if to, I can't yeah, reach a client, I'll sure. just make sure right. the resolution is so low that, that you can't read anything, <laughs> but you can kind of, you can kind of still see like the, right. you know, some of the aesthetic, uh, you know, well, I, I would think too that what, in, what unless doing. you were at that meeting, you know, because it's sort of like I would say like the, the picture speaks a thousand words, right? Like you're doing this and then you're at the meeting and it's like, oh, yeah, we were talking about this and we were talking – then we talked about this. And so it's kind of that visual roadmap for uh, – or visual mind map, roadmap, I, I, <laughs> like a little bit of both, I guess, uh, for, for those I, I, that I like yeah. both of those. Uh, okay. The well, they, well, those both work for me. And and I, there is there is kind of an esoteric part of this. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes uh, I know clients will take like, like maybe a, a group, they couldn't send their whole team out for a workshop or, you know, a meeting, but the group that was there, they're going back, they're going to try to, to, you know, recreate or, or share these, these ideas. And so that's a time where I'll say, 
use what I created as a storyboard and, and you can right. walk through what happened with this group. And I know, I know several, uh, that, that happens, you know, often in those situations where a whole team couldn't come out. Right. Right. Yeah. That would, I could see how that would be uh, helpful as well. Uh, all right. We, we've got to continue the conversation at some point. Also, we have to touch on improv because, you know, I do every episode. So we'll get um, <laughs> to that eventually on the show here and uh, we'll have more while we're talking with Drew right after this. Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you. Hey, we're a part of the Best Business Network. Be sure to go check out that website, uh, Best Business Network. It's fantastic. Lots of great podcasts. Not just podcasts. We've got like authors on there. Uh, we talked in a previous episode about some of their books that have come out. Just fantastic. Go go visit the, the these podcasts. Check them out, of course, after you've listened to all 52 or so of ours, because, uh, you know, that's the prerequisite for all these other podcasts. Please, uh, we're also please. part of, right? You got to. Yeah. <laughs> we're also part of ElectroCast <laughs> uh, Media, ElectroCast.com, uh, for great podcasts. Like, there's sports podcasts on there. Like there's a bunch of new sports podcasts on there for you to go check out if, if you don't want to always just listen to business. Well, hey, there's all kinds of stuff for you over on ElectroCast. And you know what? I plugged earlier, I plugged Improv Marin because I love Improv Marin and I'm there every Wednesday night. If, if you want to stalk me, that's where you go. But if you're a beginner, you don't go Wednesday nights, you go Thursday nights. But anyway, that's a whole different topic uh, that we can you know get into as we go here. But what we didn't plug was Drew's illustration website. So meritillustration.com is that is that where they go if they wanted to have you come in? And did I say did I get that correct or did I mess that up? You got it you got it right, Russ. Meritillustration.com. Ah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. See all this practice of uh... <laughs> All right. I just got plugged. <laughs> all this practice of just reading stuff that I just wrote. Uh all right. So <laughs> we uh we've been talking about um uh, all these like, you know, visualizations that, that you're creating and, uh, you know, the whole picture speaks a thousand words thing. Um, one thing that I'm amazed at is how good these look and how fast, like you're doing this, right? Like, so you're moving pretty fast and they come out looking great. Now, if a business owner is trying to do this, they're trying to kind of sort of, you know, just replicate what you're doing and sort of just visualize in a meeting, like, they don't really have to worry about looks. You said just, you know, do some stick figures and whatnot, but what's sort of the, are there, are there rules to this? Are there things that they should be thinking about when they're trying to put together something like this for their own meetings? Well, there, there are some great uh, books and resources on, you know, learning skills, you know, visual thinking skills. Uh, this would be a great time to plug my book on visual thinking skills, except I haven't written it yet. Oh, oh, uh, you gotta, you gotta work on yeah, that. So, yeah. So, so maybe, maybe <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> um, but, but there's a lot of resources out there. Uh, you know, for, for the work I do, um, and I'm not sure if this is answering your question, but uh, I, I usually get a look at the agenda and, and I, and I have, uh, so I, I, and I know, how much space I capture in, a, in an amount of time. So okay. like I, if I see an hour talk, I roughly know how much I am physically and mentally able to, uh, to fill up space, you know, uh, how much space I'll fill up in that time. And, 
and so I'll, I'll look at the agenda. I'll look at the goals and, and maybe even like the, the, the logo and, and the title of the event. And I'll often do just like a little thumbnail sketch of how I think this might work. Um, of course, I have to be ready to improvise. I have to be ready to kind of, you know, let go of, of the great thumbnail sketch idea I had. But that mm -hmm. helps me aesthetically um, kind of plan for how this will all come together at the end. You know, it's really funny about what we're talking about here. And I just had this epiphany because I was thinking about, you know, Russ has been in thousands probably of meetings that I've led, right? I, and, and I'm talking and stuff. I'm sitting at the table. We got, you know, 10, 15, 20 people in the room. Sometimes we're doing it in front of the entire company. I personally don't get on the board and write a bunch of things very often. And I think I realized why just now, because I'm a lousy artist and I have bad penmanship <laughs> and I'm almost embarrassed to get up there and do my do illustrations to express the point. But I'm missing such a huge advantage that if I were comfortable and, or if I had somebody with your ability to be able to put those illustrations on the board, I'm sure kind of like with my daughter. You know, and, and the video of showing her how to go, mm. more people would pick up the concepts that I was trying to get across than mm. if I was just verbalizing it. And I would think that's what you bring to the table is people like me. Well, I'm, I'm sure you bring it to more of an audience than just people like me. But for people like me, this is genius. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, that that's the, 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 the utility, the. Uh, you know, the inspiration that, that I, that I try to provide and, and, uh, and, and also, you know, when I hear someone like you saying like, oh, I, I'm not good at drawing or, you know, my penmanship is terrible. Uh, I, I want to, I want to tell people like, it doesn't matter, you know, just putting, uh, when, when you put something like that up on the board, uh, it, it, you've, you've turned it into, you've changed it into words and, and a sound to uh, an, uh, an image. It's like an object that now suddenly you can draw lines off that object. People see it. it it's, a, it's up there permanently. And so you have the power to, it's, it's, like, it's like hypnosis in a way. You, you, know, you can put a word up there and it stays up there. And the whole time you're talking, that word is up there or that mm. little stick figure. And, um, and so... And the other thing I tell people is like when, when you're you know bad at drawing, so many people think they're bad at drawing. When they see your drawing, often they're not judging. They're not thinking like, wow, what this guy's the boss. What a terrible <laughs> stick figure. Like, like I think they're usually it's kind of some relief of just like, ah, oh, yeah. And so I think in a way it, it it's it's rapport building. You know, it's it's uh, okay. it's being okay. courageous, it's it's uh, um, and of course, you know, I, I, if, if it's appropriate to bring in somebody like me who is going to add some aesthetics to it, you know, and, and, and I have experience, you know, there's a lot of room between, you know, bad stick figures and, you know, a, a crafted graphically recorded, you know, session, you know, there's everything in between, but, but even the bare minimum, it has a lot of value. Yeah, I, I do have to add though, my, my record in Pictionary is not that bad. So you know, I'm probably on, I'm probably on above 500 in Pictionary. So I'm not that bad, but I do think it inhibits me getting up on the board. I think it is my own little insecurities about uh, yeah. how I draw. 
that's a, a vulnerability. Like, you know, being being vulnerable in front of the staff like that, that can be a little difficult, but it could be like like you're saying, it could be a good thing where I have it is is here like at my house. Like my my wife's an amazing artist. Um, and then, you know, I've got my kids who inherited that from her, not from me at all. So I go draw something on the fridge and everybody's like, oh, that, that, no, that's dad. Like, he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I get made fun of all the time for my drawings. So. <laughs> I've got that. So I, I guess if, if Greg, if, if we're ever going to have this kind of meeting, we got to bring Drew in for it. <laughs> well, if we're ever playing Pictionary, you and I probably should not be on the same team. Even that's though we true, might too. <laughs> so uh, when I, when I, so I teach this, I, I, I teach, you know, graphic recording and, and, and visual note taking. And one of the, the, I hope memorable things I tell people, uh, from the beginning is, is, uh, it's not Da Vinci, it's demeaning. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't need to be Da Vinci. Think about right. the meaning. Like that's, right. that's what the important. That's a good line. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, you're you're not only an, and I'm, I, I Greg. So here, here's what happens a, a little behind the scenes on this show. Like you know, we go to commercial and then you know we have these little conversations, in you know, like while we're doing the commercial, right? Well, Greg said, "Oh, well, I want to ask you about this," and now I'm just totally stealing Greg's question. So sorry, Greg. Wow, but, uh, wow. <laughs> right. Unless you want to ask right. it, unless you want to ask it, you can. Okay. No, yeah, I'm, hey, I'm a hey, giver. Um, go, go ahead. I'm a giver. Do, do you do this over Zoom? <laughs> Oh, what a great question, Russ. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. That's really insightful. Uh, thank you for asking that. So few people ask that question. Only the smart uh, ones. Only the smart ones. So before COVID, uh, maybe actually probably three or four years before COVID, I I work a lot in, in the innovation space. I, mm -hmm. I, I work do a lot of, of I'm capturing sessions where there are entrepreneurs, or maybe it's it's one company, and they're uh, you know, they're looking for the next disruptive technology, and um, and so that that was in my mind, and so even before COVID, I was already seeing the future where maybe I do this in a in a virtual world. Maybe I'm mm -hmm. drawing, you know, with headsets on, and, and oh, so my. I went. I was working uh, at, at YouTube at the time, and I went to the person you know, that I was working for there, the team. And, and of course at YouTube, they have this giant screen for, for the, these client presentations. And, and I, and I said, Hey, I'm, I'm looking to the future. Like, would it be okay if I just as an experiment do like try to capture digitally? And so rather than on paper with pens, I have a, um, a pen drive for my laptop computer. And, and so I started doing it then, uh, and it was it was so bad at first. I mean, bad in that <laughs> I'm so quick with pens. I'm so quick with pen and paper to to change the the medium, the the right. you know the tools. It it really was tough to keep up, and and it it made me kind of respect like how much I had learned and and, and my skills. Um, but over time, you know, like this is my saying: you get better at what you spend your time doing. You know, right. so uh, and so. Um, I, I had that a little bit in, in the bag. And so when COVID happened and my live work went to none, zero, you know, uh, I, I started doing some sessions via Zoom and, and I can change my camera so that instead of seeing me, 
you see my desktop and, and what I'm drawing. Um, sometimes people want to have that live where, where you can kind of spotlight my, my video. Sometimes I just send snapshots of what I'm doing and, and you know, someone can share it. Uh, and now kind of as we, I don't know, in, in the post-COVID world, I know we're still in it, I guess, but now I'm, the live work is coming back, but I'm still doing some, some digital capture. Well, I'm, I'm going to make Russ super happy because uh, <laughs> we are finally going to get to one of his favorite topics of improvisation, but not until we take a break. So oh, when we come back, we are going to talk a little bit about improv, not just what you're doing to, you know, with your improv group, but how it actually works into some of these sessions. So can't wait to get back and talk a little improv. Welcome back to DIY for Business. Russ and Greg here. Again, find us on thebestbusinessnetwork.com or electrocast.com. Either place, you're going to find a number of great shows just like DIY for Business. At least, I hope you like DIY for Business. And today, we are with Drew Merritt. He is a visual practitioner as well as an improvisational coach. And Russ has been working with uh, Drew for a number of years now. I've been lucky enough to watch uh, some of the shows that they've put on before COVID. And I can't wait to go back and see one that they're going to do now that we're kind of a little bit past COVID and we can do these public affairs again. Mm -hmm. And I'm just mm -hmm. curious, Drew, tell us a little bit about how you work with the improv you know, class and how does that infiltrate into kind of what you do for these corporations at these sessions that you work for them? There's a lot of improvisation in, in the visual work I do in, in that, uh, I mean, uh, the first one that comes up is just uh, being okay with mistakes. You know, when I'm, when I'm doing visual capture, I, uh, I, I'm going to make mistakes. You know, I'm, I'm writing words quickly. I'm... Uh, I, I'm working in ink, so uh, there's uh, no going back. You know, the wrong line, or you know, or something. Yeah. What's that? There's no going back. You're in yeah. ink. Yeah. Uh, right, and and I mean, and I do have some like white labels that that I I can kind of erase, but but that's time consuming, and and when I can, being an improviser, uh, I like to do what improvisers do, and that is like make your partner look good, you know, justify those mistakes so that it looks like you meant to do it. Or, or even though, you know, somebody saw the mistake, they're used to you going, Oh no, I made a mistake. And, and, you know, but to see you kind of joyfully go, well, I'm just going to turn it into this guy's hair, you know, uh -huh. uh, that mm -hmm. can be a really delightful experience. It, you know, it's great. I think in an improv show, but it, it also really works. I think in what I'm doing, when people see, they can see what I did. They can see, wait a minute, you weren't trying to draw his hair, you know, that, mm. uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I just, I, I think, in, and even to learn graphic capture, I've had to make a lot of mistakes. I've, I've had to do a lot of, um, you know, in improv, you, you know, you're, you're making up a scene, you know, you're, you're just making up drama instantly. And, and sometimes that works out great. And a lot of the time it doesn't. And that's part of improv, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a roll of the dice, hopefully with, with building improv skills, you, your, your batting average goes up, um, but uh, but you're always facing the unknown together with with, with someone when you know when you're going to improvise. And and similarly, when I'm going into these sessions, I don't know exactly what's going to get said, and and so uh, 
you know, maybe a speaker doesn't show up. There's all kinds of things that can happen. And so I, I have a lot of sessions that I've captured that afterwards I'm like, yeah, I, you know, the, the client's happy with it, but, but I, I, you know, I could have done better here. Here's, here's what I would you know want to do for next time. Or I, I feel like the, of, uh, yeah. the, the, the thing that I've brought in and, and I'm, I'm a, like, and this is sort of what you're talking about. It's the whole yes. And thing, right. It's like, uh, and that's, that's what I feel like where, where meetings go. I, I love the whole feeling of yes. And where like, I, I've said this at the beginning of meetings where, okay, let's not say no to anything in this meeting. Let's just say, okay, yeah, sure. Let's just go along with it. <laughs> you know, let's just continue and, and go forth. And I feel like that's, that's sort of what you're saying too, with the lines that becomes the hair or, you know, whatever it's like, yeah, Okay that's fine. Let's just keep going. And if that's, if that line can be, you know, hair, well then what else is true? <laughs> you know? So it's like, I think all of those lessons too kind of, kind of come into play. And I, I you know, somebody said, uh, uh, well, I've never done improv. And I said, well, yeah, yeah, you have, you, you, you do it every day. Cause we're not reading from a script. Right. And I think you originally told me that at one point. Um, and, and it's like, you know, with these, with these meetings and when you're having meetings and trying to, get ideas out there because really that that's what we're talking about today is getting those ideas out there and just being real receptive to those ideas and just being, okay, let's just, let's just continue. Let's see where this goes. You know, like if, if we could start a meeting with every, every you know, it's a blank sheet of paper and at the end it's filled with great ideas. Like, Oh man, how, how great was that meeting? Right. And right, those were, right. those, those were me. I got to compliment Greg now. Those, those were a lot of your meetings. You know, we, we did, we did come <laughs> up with some, some great ideas at the meetings. Now it wasn't you taking notes cause you know, the messy writing, but I, yeah, I took I notes and I, and I drew the occasional burrito as well, of course, cause that's what I was thinking well, about. Cause that's what we go for afterwards. Let me reciprocate, uh, the compliment because one of the things that I saw kind of in your evolution, Russ, as a manager was that you took that that mantra of, you know, make who you're working with look good, right? That you learn from improvisation. You, you were always a really supportive manager. But once you started improv, you really took it to another level. And I could visually and see the response that your team have when you kind of pick that, that, that like I said, that mantra up is that you're always making them look good. It was not about you taking credit for stuff. It was about your team. It was the individual that contributed, whoever collaborated with you on a specific project. And um, at any public affair or even just like a meeting with me, you, and one of your team members, you would always make them look good in front of me or in front of the entire company. It doesn't matter who the audience was. And I know you picked that up through what you learned with Drew at Improv. Oh yeah, totally. I mean that that is that, I, and it, it's funny that you recognize that because I I have intentionally tried to do that where I take that whole let's make the other person just look better, and it it does as an improv yeah. when you make the other person you're caring for that other person it just lifts up the whole scene, and it's just everybody's better. It, it lifts and, it and lifts your team was willing to run through a brick wall for you. Yeah, yeah. So that's all thanks to you. Yeah, uh, several core, core, <laughs> you know, tools, uh, you know, lessons of improv that there's, you know, yes and that, that you mentioned, Russ, you know, that, that idea of, of, you know, just saying yes to somebody's idea and building on it, uh, you know, taking what somebody's saying and, and, and you know, building on it, um, listening, 
you know, is, is oh, a yeah. huge improv skill. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then making your partner look good, you know, as you j- just mentioned, those are all there. I mean, they're, I think they're just great things to do as humans, but they're great in a work environment where you're trying to accomplish something together. Th- those are things that help you move forward, listening, making each other look good. You know, you, you trust each other, you know, building on ideas. Um, I know in the innovation sessions I've captured visually and, and some which I've, I've led, I, I do some applied improv, you know, work. Uh, you know, yes and is something that has really worked into business culture and just into a lot of sessions. Mm-hmm. They'll, you know, right before a brainstorm, hey, let's talk about yes and. Uh, so right. it's really, it's really spread into the business world. Yeah. And it's yes. And it's great. I mean, it, it really does. It really does help in, uh, especially like I do these daily standup meetings, um, which, uh, I don't know, a few shows ago I said, Oh, I'm, I'm introducing to this new team. I'm, I'm starting, you know, standup meetings with them. And one of the things there that I always try to do is that yes. And like, let's just, you know, and if there's a problem, we'll write it down. That's fine. But let's just try to be super like motivated to move forward to, 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 you know, um, figure out like what is next. If, if, you know, this is going to happen, well, Hey, why can't this happen too? Right? Like let's, let's continue that. So it's a little bit of yes. And, and it's a little like this, this anything is possible thing. And I think it's just a real, uh, great attitude to have when, when you're, uh, like working with a new staff, a staff you've been working with, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. I have a yeah. question that I of want course. to ask both of you. I, I have an improv question I want to ask both of you. What do you do with somebody when you're in a scene and they're stuck? That's a rough one. Uh, like, should I, should we answer this so that I, I mean, I feel like, oh man, should I answer this or should Drew answer? I, I feel like Drew should answer this first and then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll completely agree with him and just I'll, say, yeah, I'll, that's true. I'll give it a shot. Uh, I'll <laughs> give it a shot. Russ. So, uh, yeah, so just to kind of make make it more specific, you know, if, if Russ and I are, are in an improv scene and, and Russ just stops talking, uh, you know, I can see he doesn't know what to say. Um, I, I think I'm going to do my best to make him look good, you know, and, and uh, maybe I, I will interpret his silence as uh, maybe a comment on what my character just said. You know, oh, Russ, uh, I can tell you're completely stunned by, by what I just said. And, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that, that could, that's what just what pops to mind. Of course, in, in the context of a scene, you're going to have all the things that happened before in that scene and, and the things that, that that's there to help both of you. Um, but uh, I think that's a common misconception. I think people think of improvs that you're, you're up on stage alone. You have to be funny. It's you and the audience. Uh, and, and I, I try to disabuse people of that. Like the audience is there, but really that scene is about you having fun with your partner and, and the both of you, you know, creating something together and, and the audience gets to, they get to, to peek in. Right. I always, when I get into that position, like of I'm in a not so great scene and I can kind of feel it and the, the person doesn't know what to do. I just, I just try to, yeah, try to lift them up if I can, <laughs> you know, like make some funny joke or pull the attention over to me or give them something, just give them something that is so low hanging fruit that they can grab. All of that, of course, is coming into your mind all at the same time. So it's like, what do I do? And it's so dependent on 
that exact situation and that exact night. Because one of the things, one of the, this is the weirdest thing about improv. Like we'll do two hours of, of, of scene work. And at the end, Drew goes, oh, well, you know, give me some highlights from the night. What did you guys, what did you guys think was fun? And I'm sitting there like, uh, I don't remember anything. <laughs> like it all goes through and you're so in the moment which is huh. weird that kind of yeah. everything just passes through. And um, it, it's just, it's weird. It's almost like I want to take notes. <laughs> and improv. Maybe I should do this visual uh, you know, illustrations video, right? of, of what I'm doing, but it, it's, it's so hard to remember what I did. But the funny thing yeah. about that is it actually makes me more comfortable doing different things because if I'm not going to remember that, eh, nobody else is either. <laughs> like it's, if it sucked, it's gone. <laughs> If it's funny, they might remember it. Or if it's good, they might remember it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Now well, I can it, see it, how improv, improv has really, uh, you know, helped you. And I and I see it with other people we know have also done improv with Drew, mm -hmm. and I've seen them grow as people in business. So, just as a plug, not just for Marin Improv, but for improv in general, if you're a business person. Yeah. I would encourage it. I think it's going to help you uh, in you know, just interactions and communication and, and just making you sharper and thinking and being, you know, very in the moment. As Drew is saying, you know, listening is so important in improv mm -hmm. and listening is very important in just communicating and especially in business. You, you have to listen and be, you know, very into the moment. Um, so I think a lot of the skills that, uh, you know, you're, you're teaching Drew really work in, in the business uh, world as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There's, yeah, there's so much overlap. And, and as I mentioned, I do some applied improv in, in, you know, organizational contexts and, and, you know, there's a lot of benefits for, for teams, for, for brainstorming, for, you know, communication and, and, you know, the, the culture that that you know organizations want to to maintain and build how people relate to each other it's a lot of a lot of value there oh yeah it's just a it's a great bonding thing so uh you know like that's that's the other thing i love the people that i get to to hang out with every wednesday night to uh to put together uh these crazy silly scenes that uh we we put together each week Drew, there's so much to plug here. So for on the visual side, the visual practitioner side of, of your life here, uh, they would go to, and I, I wrote it down earlier, but um, I, I've made a bunch of messy notes. Merit, right, Merit right. Illustration. Illustration.com. Yes, okay. M-E-R-I-T. There's other merits out there with two R's and two T's, but I'm a, I'm a one of one of everything merit. One of everything. I love it. And one then uh, also there's the improv here. And, and this is, you know, this is Bay Area. Uh, but uh, if you're here in the Bay Area, uh, specifically up in like Marin, Sonoma, maybe even San Francisco, uh, head up to Marin Improv and check that out. You can just Google that at MarinImprov.com, right? Uh, improv, Marin. improv Improv Marin. Am I saying that wrong? How yeah. long have I been going there? I, I think Marin Improv might be routed to Improv Marin, but uh, but Improv Marin. Okay, there we go. There we go. So be sure to check that out, Drew. Thank you so much for, for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you both. Thanks a lot, Drew. Take care. 
And yeah, you thank too. you for Bye. listening, subscribing, and reviewing DIY for Business, part of the Best Business Network and Electrocast Media. The subjects that we cover on the podcast are selected with the goal of helping your business grow. All of the information provided is opinion-based, and you might want to consult a professional to discuss your exact business situation. Greg and I want your company to succeed, and we are happy to take your questions. Just head over to our website, DIYforbusinesspodcast.com, and we will answer those questions. Just fill out the form there. It's, it's going to go right here to, to Greg and I. We're, we're happy to respond to you. We love talking to business owners as well. So if you're a business owner and you want to be on the show and share your your wins, your losses, uh, your your meetings where maybe they've not gone so right, or maybe they've gone really great, <laughs> tell us about those. Just head over to our website again, DIYforbusinesspodcast.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing to DIY for Business, where you are not alone. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to the Ethical Evolution. The mission is simple, to spread stories of collective change that make the world a better place, understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. Electric acid.